Blog Talk Radio. Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic food waste, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And I think my parlor clock is just ringing now. Uh, to tell me that I need to get going with the episode. But before that, it is time for a little bit of housekeeping. And this is the time that I always take just a minute to um, remind you about what's going on in, with Trundle Bed Tales and in Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom. And uh, first off, I did a Christmas uh, online program last week, and it is going to be on the, the library's YouTube channel until um, a couple weeks into January. So I will put the link for that in the show notes for this if you want to see a wonderfully done program or just want to hear me talk or whatever, uh, it's going to be available. Uh, I also put out the list, the annual Christmas shopping guide. Now, the home sites, uh, almost all of them had said December 15th is where they were cutting off their Christmas guarantees, but some of them might be, if you're willing to overnight stuff, there still might be an option to do that. It's always good to read that. Even if you aren't looking for a present, it's good to know what you can ask for for yourself. And we're going to have another upcoming episode. I'm not exactly sure, but sometime next week uh, is going to be our end of the year program where I sum up what happened with Laura this year. Now, this year I had not been doing my monthly updates because, frankly, it was just changing too much and things were being scheduled and canceled and rescheduled and this and that. So I did not even try and do that these last two years. Hopefully with January I'll be able to Uh, start doing those again. So next year, we'll have a better record about what's going on as we go through the year. Uh, And I also am going to be doing an interview with Nancy Copel, who did the Pioneer Girl revised text. So those are all still coming up. And as a reminder, you can be part of the show. Now we're going to mostly, uh, well, we're going to go through my questions first, but if we've got time, we would be glad to have you call in. Our number is 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's one eight 
877-633-9389. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me on social media under Trundlebed Tales. And no matter what platform you use to get your uh, to stream your podcast, um, be sure to look for me there. And we appreciate kind comments and reviews. And I think that is the housekeeping. And with that, it's time for today's episode. Today is going to be episode 124 with Lindy Lou Lee playing Baby Grace and the Prairie Devotional. And with that, I am going to bring Wendy on. Hello, Wendy. Hi, Sarah. So good to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Well, we're very glad to have you on. Now, uh, in case that people don't know, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I am Wendy Lee. I played the role of Baby Grace Ingalls. Along with my sister, I have a twin sister named Brenda, so we shared the role, and we were on the show season five through eight, so the last half or so, and um, we finished Little House and then did one commercial and went to kindergarten, and since then, I've had a total normal life outside of Hollywood. Um, as normal as it gets. And now I'm married. I have two kids, and we live in the central coast of California. And I am a mom and a wife and author and love Little House, always have. And I love everything about Little House. That's <laughs> me. Well, that's good. And um, I'm glad to have you on because you played Baby Grace. And you know the best part of Baby Grace, right? She What's was the best born part in of Baby Iowa. Grace? She was born in Iowa. Yes. She was born in Iowa. And she was also so. born in 1877. And I was born 100 years later in 1977. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my one little connection is that we were 100 years apart. So, <laughs> Well, that is a cool connection. Okay, well, let's back up a little bit. And how did you get the role? Well, my mom was not out trying to get her babies on television, that's for sure. Um, we just, it landed in our lap, in my mom's lap just by near fate, I guess. Um, My grandmother was friends with Sue McRae, who's the casting director, and they were just having lunch one day talking about the show because in the 70s, everyone was talking about Little House. (laughs) And um, they could not find twins to play the role of Baby Grace. And all of a sudden, my grandma said, what about my and that's how it all happened she sent a picture to Kent McRae and Kent McRae sent it over to Michael Landon and they said come in so my mom just went into it was uh, Paramount at that point and um, 
we met Michael Landon. He, I guess, got down on the ground and played with us for like three minutes. And then he said, I think these are my girls. And we have had the role. So, Well, that's great. Um, now, for people who aren't in the industry, why do they shoot little kid roles with twins? Well, there's a lot of labor laws when it comes to children on television. And Little House was one of the, I think, maybe even the first show that did this with um, Carrie with the Greenbush twins. And we ended up having three sets of twins on our show. Um, It's really just to get a little bit more time on screen with the very small children. So when we started, we could be on the set for four hours a day, which was two hours in the dressing room and two hours actually on set. So two hours goes really, really fast, especially with children who are not always compliant. And so with twins, you have double the screen time. So that's, that's the reason. When they credited you, and I probably should have looked for this up, and I must admit I didn't, but I know for for Carrie's role, like they credit her as Lindsay Sidney Greenbush, like she was like the twins were one person. Did they do that for you guys mm-hmm. too? No, no. My mom was just like kind of a plain Jane. She didn't quite know about all these little tricks that people did, and. She wasn't trying to hide our identity at all. Um, it says Wendy and Brenda Turnbaugh on the credits, although you will only see them during season eight because that is when we were finally on contract. So um, <laughs> the rest of the time, you don't really know who Baby Grace is, <laughs> at least by the credits, you don't. <laughs> so so um, what do you remember about actually shooting the show? Well, we we started on the show when we were eight months old, and we were we finished up about four and a half. So as you can imagine, I don't have tons of memories from the show, but I do have some. And I will say Christmas is coming up really soon here, and one of my most clear and fond memories of Little House is the Christmas episode in season eight, A Christmas They Never Forgot. And... Brent and I actually were fighting over who got what scenes in that show. So there are certain times where we're like, can totally remember. There's also um, Days of Shadow, Days of Sunshine, Days of Sunshine, Days of Shadow. Um, that episode was a really big episode for us. And um, I remember shooting that episode, and Brenda actually got to run away from the house where Laura was smashing it after the tornado. And I remember uh, sitting there and filming that and having to be really quiet on the set. And um, But there's not a ton of actual shooting time that I do remember, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think four is usually – well, except for my brother, who swears he can remember something when he was two. He can't remember when he was <laughs> Um, I think four is normally about where people start remembering. I, I mm-hmm. personally, not that anybody cares, but I have a strong memory of running down the hill beside the house. Not that that is anything, but I can really remember being four and running down the, the hill. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, when 
did you have any memories of being on the set when you weren't working or kind of um, playing with the other actors in terms of, you know, like keeping kids busy or anything? Um, yes. I will say we didn't have a ton of interaction with the other actors because they were all working a lot more than we were. Um, but we would hang out with the animals and go to the chicken coop and pet the the um, horses, and we used to play on the swing, um, just right uh, right from, you know, the swing, the legendary swing underneath the big tree, mm-hmm. um, things like that, like, we totally remember. And also eating lunch in the Big Red Barn with all the cast people on the lunch breaks, and so things like that, I totally remember. We also... Um, the, when the show was completely over, there was tons of parties, and um, that was fun because I remember we were going to get picked up in this limo, and my mom made us these beautiful little dresses with these little, like, coats and these ruffles, and oh, my goodness, we just were so excited. We got picked up in a limo and taken to this big, huge party, and just dancing with um, Victor French and um, Merlin Olsen was sweeping us up and dancing on the dance floor with them. And, you know, so, yeah, pretty magical for a five-year-old <laughs> to do all that. So, yeah, yeah I would think so. Um, so you said a couple scenes there where you remembered, you know, ab- actually acting or watching something else. Is there any other scenes that you know for sure, whether you remember them or not, that that was you or your sister, that, um, some, you know, it could be something to make it memorable, like, I don't know, if they yes. fell down or something. And, and my mom remembers most of the scenes, who did what, um, except for when maybe we were really, really little. But, like, um, in He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, um, it was Brenda who kissed the little boy. <laughs> um, I was the one with the, with the, you know, the meltdown in Olsen versus Olsen, crying when Pa's trying to feed me. Um, Brenda's the one that ran away in um, Days of Sunshine, Days of Sorrow, when her and Laura walk up to see the house that got destroyed by the, by the um, tornado. Um, in the Christmas episode, I fell asleep on Ma's lap while Brenda got to lick the candy cane and cheer in the in the loft, you know. So I guess kind of the main kind of big ones, um, I could probably think of a few more. But uh, yeah, those are those are the kind of the main ones that are like, oh, that that baby Grace, who was that, you know? So well, the one uh, where. Grace and little boy do a kiss, and then he says, I love her. That is the best ending, I think, to any of the episodes. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is about that is that is that Charles says, well, you're going to have to wait till you're 18, and Brenda actually got married at 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think that is so funny. <laughs> yes. So... Um, well, it's really different for people, I know, filming a television show rather than, you know, just watching it because you guys have to go through so many steps and reshoots and shooting from another angle and close-ups and wide shots. 
uh, and people who just know the finished episode, you know, you can sort of memorize the whole thing. Uh, Have you watched the show very much uh, since you got off of it to have that fan experience too? Oh, yeah, completely. I tell people I'm a fan just as much as everyone else is a fan. Like, we watched it growing up. I We used to get home from school in second or third grade and race home, do our homework so that we could watch Little House at 4 o'clock on Channel 5. <laughs> um, we watched it all the way growing up. And then uh, for sure, when I wrote my book, I watched the whole thing again because I was collecting quotes and um yeah I mean I've watched it my whole life we we watch I won't say that we watch it all the time now but every Christmas we always watch the two um Christmas at Plum Creek and the Christmas that I never forgot it's kind of like a tradition in our house we you know get the Christmas cookies out and the cider and we watch the two episodes and that's like our like Christmas movie for the night. So it's, um, it's definitely part, still part of my life. And I am a fan, a huge fan. (laughs) So, yeah. So did you stay in contact with anybody from the cast or crew from the show? Right after um, we left, no, we didn't. And we just lost touch. We ended up um, moving about four hours north of Hollywood, and we just fell off the Hollywood radar completely. And we didn't – We, um, I think I was about 13, 13 the last time we saw Michael Landon. We went and visited him on the set of Highway to Heaven. But other than that, we hadn't seen anybody since we were five years old and when about gosh 17 18 years ago there was a reunion and they got in touch with us and we like joined the little house family and we haven't stopped (laughs) so that was kind of the beginning of like becoming part of a family with them again and so we've been traveling with the cast since 2004 um and it has been such a huge blessing in my life to have this like second family and um we support each other and send christmas cards to each other like it's just really really amazing well it's it's really nice to have you know people connecting with something you did when you were so little that's uh, and I think the I can say from having been in the audience at some of those events that there's a lot of fans who really appreciate the opportunity to see you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, you said that your sister and you, after you left the show, you went to kindergarten. What happened then? Did what normal kids did yeah um we you know finished high school went to college got married had kids you know I was actually pregnant when we had that first reunion in 2004 so I had this huge pregnant belly and I could not believe that that was when (laughs) we were finally getting it reconnected um 
And and it was funny because uh, I think Allison said, we walked in and Allison said, baby Grace is how a baby. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> laughed and it was kind of like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was like, and I hadn't seen Karen. Um, I hadn't seen Karen since, oh, my goodness. And she was like, how? The last time I saw you, you were five and I was holding you and now you have a baby, you know. So it was just is one of those crazy things but yeah no just totally normal stuff um normal growing up and doing all the normal things so yeah so did you uh, have a, another career later i guess you didn't go back into acting did you have some other focus um i had i just had a couple of normal you know side jobs and then i had children so I was really I would say like my career has been being a mom and um and now an author so that's really my careers I would say <laughs> the most important ones to me anyway so well that's yeah, really about always been important being a mom's about the most important job there can be so uh, it's yes. good that you, yes. you had that opportunity um and mm-hmm. How about Brenda? What did she do? Same thing. Yes. She, I mean, really the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, she got married a lot younger than me. She married her high school sweetheart at 18. So, um, and she had, her kids are both in college now. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, we're just as normal as they come, which I kind of think is refreshing. (laughs) Well, it is. Are your uh, kids excited to have people, you know, wanting their mom's autograph and buying her book and oh, everything? Yeah, or are they it's just very, like, very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. It's super fun. Um, when my son was in sixth grade, his sixth grade teacher found out that I was on the show and she loved Little House. So, of course you know the teacher gifts I just gave her like autographed photos of like Allison and Rachel and and uh, you know stuff like that and they started watching Little House on Fridays so we I would send in a the DVD set and they'd pick out their favorite episodes of Fridays they'd watch a Little House episodes so things like that have been pretty pretty fun for my kids and my daughters come to a couple of um, events with me and yeah it's I think it's kind of normal for them, but then again, kind of this cool thing. So now, the first time I was uh, you was at the big cra- uh, big cast reunion in Walnut Grove uh, in 2014. Uh, what other reunion events have you done? Um, our first kind of like public reunion was in um, 2005, and that was in Tombstone, Arizona. And a ton of the cast was there. It was like a Western film festival. We've also been in Keystone, South Dakota, and Beatrice Gov, um, Walnut Grove a few times. And I've also gone to Independence, Kansas for an event. And so, yeah, I mean, we've been doing stuff pretty much since 2005. But, you know, it's, you know, one every year or so so 
Um, obviously, I my motto is, if they invite you to come, you go. <laughs> so I go to everyone that I can. <laughs> well, that's a good motto. I, I know people really appreciate getting to see you. And, and Walnut Grove is such a great place for them to have the reunion because um, Walnut Grove has such a strong well, real life Walnut Grove has such a strong reaction to the television show. They have had right. more um, more events with the actors than anybody else, and they have that whole little room that's sort of dedicated to the TV show. And of course, they have the mantle right. with the CICI showing that the chimney did not draw very well on the set. <laughs> <laughs> black on both sides instead of on just one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you talked about watching the television show. Have you read the Little House books? Yes, but a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, although I have done a more than a couple days of readings for Allison over the last couple years but mostly in the long winter because part in in the long winter so um oh no not the long winter in uh shores of shores of silver lake that one i'm sorry i'm all mixed up i think i think dean is reading the long winter right now and that's why i had that in my head (laughs) but um i need to read them again i really really do um i read um Little House in the Big Woods and Little House in the Prairie and um, on the banks of Plum Creek to my kids, like, a ton. And then I kind of fizzled out. (laughs) So, um, yes, but the Little House books are amazing and um, just such a beautiful piece of literature. So I... I need to get back and read the whole set again. <laughs> well, I always strongly recommend it because I always like to say um, they're kind of like the Simpsons TV show in that every time you read it, you can see a different layer. There's just so many things going on in the books. I always recommend people reread them, but that's probably because yeah. I like you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you done any work um finding out a little bit about the real life grace or um, do you just sort of, I don't know where that sentence was going. I'm actually, I'm actually really excited because this summer um, it looks like I'll be going to Baroque, Iowa um, to the Laura days. And that is where, the historical baby grace was born and so i'm super excited about that um i know you know a little bit about grace ingles i would love to know more and i think my trip to broke is going to be is going to be pretty fantastic for that so oh i think so and you know as grace besides being an iowan which is the best thing ever, I always think. If anybody <laughs> can't tell, I'm from Iowa. Uh, but besides being uh, an Iowan, she also went to normal school to learn how to be a one-room school teacher. And then she was mm-hmm. a farm wife and took care of her, her, helped take care of her mother. And 
Grace, I think, was a pretty pretty good person. I like Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, now, as you mentioned before, you are now an author, and your book is called? A Prairie Devotional. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, a lot of, well, first off, what is a devotional if uh, the people listening don't know? A devotional is a book of short readings that draw you closer to God. And that's the simplest definition I could give you. Sometimes there's verses, like scripture verses that would be tied to it. Sometimes there's reflection questions for you to think about. But normally it's just a short little story to get you in the mode and then teach you a little lesson. (laughs) So, that is what a devotional is. A prayer devotional is really like a collection of stories from my life based on the episodes and more specifically specific quotes from the show. And there's kind of this tie-in to the show and then a story from my life and it's brings in memories or interactions that I've had with cast members or just a story about being a mom or a sister or a friend. So um, that is basically what my devotional is about, about the ups and downs of life and how God walks with us through all of our joys and all of our sorrows. So now who do you see as the audience for this book? Who is going to be just delighted if they find it under the Christmas tree this year? A Little House fan, for sure. It is written for Little House fans. I'm not saying that you wouldn't like it if you weren't a Little House fan, but you might not totally get all of the little innuendos and all of the little side stories, and you might not care about who Laura liked and how she got her feelings hurt or whatever. So definitely it is for the Little House fan who knows the show, remembers the the different quotes that people have said, and really love to learn lessons, little nuggets of truth to help them through their lives. Now, uh, a big piece of the book is uh, covers a medical issue that you had to deal with. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, well, I... I I was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2015, and that's actually when I started writing, and that is the beginning of this whole kind of writing journey. And so I take a lot of stories are have to do with um, just that that time in my life and just the unsure moments, the doubts that you have, the pain, the wondering if you're going to get better, like. All of those things that are kind of universal to being human <laughs> and, you know, going through a hard time. So, yeah, that I it was not cancerous. I recovered fully. I'm doing good. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's not a journey that I went through, and there's a lot to learn from those kind of big moments in your life. So I do have quite a few chapters about that. And you actually had to have brain surgery, right? Yes, they they did um, cut open my scalp and 
take it up. <laughs> so, yes, I have the scar to prove it. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm sure we're all very glad that you came through it all right. It's, um, it's really a hard thing to have to deal with a, a big illness like that. And I'm glad that you have found a way to sort of channel that experience to help other people. Yeah, thank you. Now, um, if people are kind of wondering what this book is like, uh, the very beginning of it is on your website, and you guys could take a look and read through the first couple of sections and uh, see how it's set up with the quote from the television show and the story and then the questions at the bottom. I really liked your introduction about your grandmother telling stories. Um, do you value family stories, and do you think they should be shared? Oh, yes. For sure. I, I tell about the story of my grandmother. My grandmother was Luella Louise, and I'm obviously named after her. She went by Lou, and um, I really remember being a child and her telling the same story over and over and over again. And one of those stories is the chicken story that I tell in that first um, chapter. And I just remember sitting around the table and going, oh, here she goes again. I know how this one ends. <laughs> and there's something about um, those stories being told over and over again. And I really think that everybody has a story to share. And um, I really encourage people to, like, have the courage to share those stories with the people around them, with their loved ones, with their kids, you know. So, yeah, really, really fun. Well, I really identified with it because I have had the job of having to chase down the chickens after they have their heads cut off, and it is not fun. <laughs> I can't say that I was ever chased by them, but I kind of gave them a good long chance just following them quietly so when they fell over, I wouldn't have to, they wouldn't be lost, but, you know, give them a nice <laughs> space to run around in. And I, I think that's so true about stories um, being told over and over again. And I really think one of my kind of ongoing things is I think there's so much history that people do not know about don't understand and that's something I think that's sadly been lost from a lot of families is that tradition where you know you get together for something like Sunday dinner and you tell the same family stories over and over again I think it creates kind of a sort of tribal net connecting people together and um, it I, I think people really have lost out on that. Um, I was the oldest cousin of my generation, and I remember all the, well, not all of them, but some of my great, great aunt and uncles and going there for Sunday dinner and listening to the stories um, over and uh, again. And some of my younger cousins who came along afterwards really didn't have much of that experience. And I, I think it is, it's really too bad because, you know, family stories are, I think, what, one of the things that stitches people together. 
So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're um, telling people to do that because I really think it's an important thing. Yeah. Have um, you written down any other st- family stories besides the book, or are you saving them all for future titles? Well, I'm working on another book right now, and a lot of my stories are in there. Um, but, you know, what's funny is that you just said that, like, I was just thinking about when we sit around, and once in a while, we'll sit around, and my kids will be like, Mom, tell us the story about, there's like this crazy story about when I, like, fell and broke up on my chin. It's like this, one of those saga stories that you're like, oh, my goodness. And they always want me to tell the same story, and I have not written that one down, that's for sure. There's like kind of two kind of crazy day stories, you know, and I haven't written those down. Maybe it's because I'm still looking for like the lesson in it because I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what can you learn from that story, you know, but, but yeah. And, and I would like to just add on to their listeners that uh, if there are stories like that in your family, I would very much recommend that you write them down. And it's one thing even to type it on the computer, but I, I have a big thing that I think people should write down recipes even because to have a family recipe in your great-grandmother's handwriting that you know this was something mm. that they used and loved and touched is such a different connection. And I think having stories handwritten is that, same way it makes it feel more real so now you all have to do that readers <laughs> and um, uh, how do you see people using the devotional with the, the questions at the end of each chapter I think it's a launching point for them to think a little bit deeper Um, You know, if you wanted to have a journal and write it out and then kind of flesh that out, whatever the um, chapter made you think about or challenge you to do or, um, yeah, it's just like one step further if you um, want to go there, if you want to take the time. Um, But obviously there's no, like, lines in there for you to fill it out in the book. But um, it's, it's just an opportunity to take it a little bit deeper. Well, my favorite line was, I throw words around like a pizza chef throws dough. <laughs> I think that was such a great visual image. What's your favorite part of the book? <laughs> That's so funny that you said that. Because um, I think we're ta- I think that devotional is talking about my husband because he's kind of quiet. <laughs> and I kind of just like, it's all out there when it comes to me. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think what my favorite part of the book is. Um, there's a chapter about my stepdad that I really love, and it's called BMW. And it's just this, like, very sweet story that can kind of, like, make you laugh and cry. And I don't know. It's probably my favorite chapter of the book is the BMW chapter. But um, I, I really like all of them. They're all just so different and a uh, little, little bit of something for everybody, you know. So. so if someone is now overwhelmed with the desire to buy the Prairie Devotional, where could people buy it? 
Um, you can buy it on Amazon or um, oh, kinds of places like that. Like, you know, Christian book distributors or you know, look online. You'll find it Amazon, Barnes and Noble, things like that. Um, if you want a signed copy. I do have an Etsy shop where I um, sell signed copies, and I also sell all of my um, all of my little prairie items that I have at events. So I'm kind of like a little bit of a crafty person. So I have been making little covered wagons and little prairie dolls, and I now have prairie bracelets and. So I just have a little bit of something for the hardcore little house fan, and those are all in my shop. It's like started in 2020 when all of the events got canceled, and I thought, people said, how am I going to get my book signed? And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just, like, open up my virtual um, little house events for, like, my table at the little house event is now online. So you can order from there. Um, yeah, so that's basically where you can get it. And like think you mentioned, that if you're curious and you want to read a couple of them, if you go to my website, you can read the first five, I believe, the first five chapters. And it gives you, you know, a good little taste of what it's like, um, what you'll get out of it. So. And I always recommend people that if you can, it's good to buy from the home site stores because, you know, the what the money they get for operations comes from um, both the admissions and from their gift shop sales. So we always like to support them if we can. But if you want a signed copy, now we've got a way to do that too. And I do not, I don't think yeah. I put a link into the show notes about the Etsy store yet, but I will go back and do that so people can find it if they want to. So Yes, and you know that some of the home sites, um, I send them like sign book plates and so I haven't sent them in a while so I'm not sure if they're still doing that but they were putting in like a signed book plate in the book mm -hmm. um, and most of the home sites are carrying them so yeah I would totally recommend um, buying from them because you're gonna just help the museum stick around which is what we want so yeah. I forgot to say that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Good point, Sarah. <laughs> now, uh, you've continued to have more outreach with fans the last few years. Um, you do a Facebook Live every week now on your Facebook page. What can people see if they drop by for that? Well, okay, so my kind of like brand, if you want to call it that, is Baby Grace in real life. So you're going to get me in real life. Like, I am a normal, pretty normal <laughs> person. I, you know, sometimes I show up in my pajamas. Sometimes I'm on a hike. Uh, I really just try to keep it real. And I normally will read a chapter from the book and just kind of talk about that a tiny bit and really just you get to drop into my life for 10 or 15 minutes on a Tuesday morning and see what baby Grace is doing. <laughs> and it's nothing fancy, but it's a pretty fun thing. I've been doing it now for 
three years on Thanksgiving Day. It's been three years. So um, that is, I can't believe it's been that long, but it's been really fun. And there are just a really great group of people um, on there every week. And we know each other by name. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's really fun. That is my weekly live. I also have a Facebook group um, that if you are someone who wants to read the Bible more, it's a group based on that, and it's not it's not a um, all Little House, but most of the people on it are Little House fans. <laughs> so, and that's called Big Time Grace. Um, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how you can get a hold of me. Now, you're working on a second book now. What's that about? <laughs> well, it's I think it's I think my working title is From Baby Grace to Big Time Grace and it's a book about grace and it's about the many definitions of grace and every definition has a little short story from my life to demonstrate um, that aspect of grace. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's not even done yet, so it's probably going to be coming out in 2023 is my best guess. Maybe the spring of 2023, so maybe in another year and a bit. So, so uh, you had mentioned that uh, you have a... a, a that you're booked to come to Burr Oak this year, I'm assuming for their Laura days. Do you have any other upcoming homicide appearances scheduled? Not homicide, but I will be back in Cherry Blossom in April for my third trip there. So that's pretty fun. And um, going to Burr Oak, I'd love to make it somewhere else, but I don't have anything of that planned yet, although things are starting to get scheduled uh, a lot in the last couple of weeks. I have a couple, uh, maybe an maybe a, um, event in Texas, maybe in an event in Pennsylvania. Um, so I have my calendar starting to fill up a little bit, but not another home site visit. I would love to get to Dismet this year, but I'm, if not, then when the book comes out, I will probably do a little book tour and go to all the sites. So I'm just holding tight and not getting too impatient. <laughs> so, Well, that sounds like a really good plan. Um, yeah. Since you – this is actually um, something I haven't talked about on the show uh, really before. I'm, I'm hoping – I'm actually hoping to get a couple people on here, but I haven't gotten anybody uh, to say exactly when they'd be willing to come on. But why don't you tell us just a little bit about the Cherry Blossom Festival? Because um, I think there's probably a lot of people out there who don't know what it is. It is a very interesting event. Um, The way that I will describe it is history meets Hollywood. (laughs) And there it's it's super it's i sometimes can't wrap my brain around it but there's all of these like historical things you know talking about westward expansion talking about um 
past presidents, presidents, and there's a lot of like relatives, like the great great grandson of um, Truman was there last year, I believe. And so, and they they had like a World War II panel, and so there's like this history element, and then there's this like Hollywood element, and the Hollywood element is just like all kind of like the old good old shows, you know, I Love Lucy, The Waltons. Um, we had Zuzu from It's a Wonderful Life there for a couple of years. Um, yeah, Little Ricky was there last year from I Love Lucy. So it's just this kind of mishmash of history and Hollywood. And they do a big autograph show on Friday and Saturday. And it's just in this big gym. And it's just all these random people that you're like, oh, my goodness, you were on what? <laughs> I it's a very interesting event, and then they have tons of different sessions about different historical things, different things about Hollywood. Um, yeah, that is Cherry Blossom Festival, and it's in um, Marshfield, Missouri, usually the last weekend of April. Um, I think it's 28th through the 30th this year, and it's, it's super fun. Um, normally... Um, Charlotte Stewart will be there, Miss Beadle, and Allison Arngram will be there as Nellie Olson, of course. And then a couple years ago, Dean Butler was there. So um, that's the four of us who's kind of there sometimes. And, you know, last year Dean didn't make it. But, um, yeah, it's super fun. We're always trying to get more Little House people to join us. So we'll see who's coming this year, I don't have any word on who's coming. So, but it's always a really, really great time. And Marshfield, and I always have to blink every time I see this because my brain wants to make it Mansfield, but it isn't. It's Marshfield. Uh, it's pretty close to Mansfield. And actually, one of the guys yeah. who runs this event is also the director at Mansfield now. And they quite right. often have like something of a sort of fundraising event for the museum tied into this thing too. So I haven't actually made it to the event yet, but it is definitely on my to-do list. And I think um, that people who are interested in Laura's time in Missouri and people who are interested in the NBC TV show would really love coming for this event. Um, And they do. It is, it is kind of an, odd mixture of people but I think <laughs> it always sounds like it's a great great event and they actually have their own magazine now which is very pretty because you have the cherry blossoms things to be the logo so uh, it's, I'm, I'm hopefully going to get some couple people who are running it to come on for um, an episode this year because I, I really think that will be cool and I don't think I will make it this April, but maybe I'll be able to make it next April. One hope. Yeah. Well, it's great if you want to come over to Mansfield anyway. Um, yeah, it's like 20 minutes or 15 minutes away, so it's super, super close. So you mm-hmm. can kind of time together. And there is always a – well, last year there was a Nellie's Pancake Breakfast. And the funny thing about that was this is hilarious. But So we went to Nellie's Pancake Breakfast, and then they realized that they couldn't do the pancakes because for whatever reason. So we ended up having like 
eggs and biscuits at Nellie's Pancake Breakfast, which is hilarious. <laughs> and Allison <laughs> spoke. So that was really fun. And then sometimes there'll be like a panel up there with, you know, Dean will talk or there'll be a Q&A or something. So there's always a little house, or at least the last two years that I've been there, there's been like a little house, actual like breakfast or lunch or something. So um, they'll do that. There'll, there'll be a, a Walton like event and there'll be a this kind of event. Little Ricky did a lunch last year. So it's like there's different things. You can pick and choose what you'd like to do and you don't have to do all of them and they're all kind of in different places. So yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. And if I would especially say too, that if you are interested in presidential family members, they always seem to have, uh, you know, several of those. And uh, they even had Laura Bush be a main speaker one year. So yeah, they've, Mm. it's a very, there's a whole bunch of TV shows in the late 20th century and a whole bunch of presidential family members and then a couple other mm-hmm. things too. Yeah. So we are starting to run out of time, but do you have anything cool planned for Christmas this year? Uh, well, I I don't know if I would say cool, but just being together as a family is very, very cool. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to a Christmas together. And my, my a lot of my family is far away. So I'm just going to be spending a little bit of time with my little sister and her family on Christmas Eve. But other than that, it's like my immediate family and my mother and father-in-law. So, so yeah, no, we're doing we're gonna have a great time and enjoy our enjoy the holiday together. So Okay. And um do you want to tell people again about your book and where they can get it? So just have a nice sum up thing at the end. <laughs> Sure. Um, I guess if if you are a Little House fan or you know someone who's a Little House fan, then a Prairie Devotional would be a awesome gift for them. Um, you can find it wherever books are sold. Go to those home sites or go to my Etsy shop. And, um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. I hope it's a blessing to you. And uh, if they want to come to do your Facebook Live, when and where can they find that? I am there Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, and that is on my Wendy Lily as Baby Grace page. So if you type in Wendy Lily as Baby Grace, you will find it. Well, that's good. Now, is there... Uh, anything that I did not ask you about today that you're just like, how could she not ask me that? Oh, Sarah, you're so thorough. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is very nice of you. Well, I I will tell you, (laughs) since since you told, told me your watching story, I can tell you that back in, the good old days when you could have antenna TV instead of everything being on cable. Mm-hmm. You could get multiple channels from the different network. So 
when I was a little kid on Sunday morning after we came home from church, there would be Grizzly Adams and then Little House on the Channel 6 station that was out of the Quad Cities. So it was a weaker Mm -hmm. signal than uh, Channel 7, which was the one we were supposed to be getting from NBC. So we watched the repeats every Sunday morning, and uh, that was our are watching Little House tradition. Mm. Although I have to say now that um, there is a bit in Men in Black where uh, they walk by this mini CD thing and they say that's going to be the next um, new product that comes out from the alien technology. And of course that never happened, but they said, he said, um, Oh, it's time to buy the White Album again. And that's how I feel about the Little House show because I have it on mm. VHS and on DVD and on DVD and the whole show set and then in the remastered DVD. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, oh, there's a sweet. whole TV show section and in my uh, one of my bookshelves it's got all the stuff on it except the VHS tapes which I know are here in a box somewhere but exactly where yeah. that box do not know <laughs> yeah. well thank you very much for coming on today Wendy I think we had a great time and I hope that I will get to see you uh, at one of the home sites, I will definitely have to try and get up there for Baroque. It's always such a fun thing uh, to, to get to Baroque. Yes, I'll look forward to that, Sarah. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in to today's episode. And I hope we will see you again soon. There should be another episode coming up hopefully next week where we go back and review the year in Little House and then um, either probably in that first or second week of January, then we're going to get Nancy Copel to come on and do um, talk about the Pioneer Girl Revisited text. And, of course, my very favorite behind-the-scenes home site story because she's the one who found the Ma and Pa portraits. And I made her tell me that last time, too, but I'm going to have her repeat it again because it's my favorite story. And with that, remember, brighten the corner where you are.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.